Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Hello, this is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. Andrew, you're not on the promo. You're playing the special guest of either uh, Nadine or Danny today. But well, great I've got to, to say, have this you. has been unusual here. I'm at the beginning of the day, now I'm here at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm, I'm bookending uh, Thursday, as it yeah, turns out. Mind so you, you're still working. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, because uh, we take a look at the market, and it's been a positive day. Yeah, absolutely. From what we've seen, which was, um, well, I wasn't expecting that this morning when I came in because spy futures were down. We did see a fairly flat uh, market globally overnight. But you take a look there and we'll take that because up six tenths of a percent mm. on the CBO Australia 200. Yeah, and, and kind of closing towards the highs of the day too and really hard to find some laggards. You're looking at some really positive moves from the likes of Fortescue, the banks, the energy space as well. Uh, but of course, it was really a, a day where we had the jobs number and it's always such a volatile series. But I think it surprised a lot in the market that nearly 65,000 jobs were created. In Although... The 95% of those were part-time. Part mm. So I guess if you read through those dropping. figures, uh, from what I've seen from the economists that have certainly tweeted and released some um, reaction to that, they say, look, they're still expecting the Reserve Bank will stay on hold, mm. that it's not really going to shift the dial. Although there was a, a guest earlier that said, uh, and this is the, the problem at the end of the day, isn't it, where they're going into each other a little bit. There was there was an out-of-consensus call for two more rate hikes by the end of the year, despite that 3.7% job market. But of course, as you say, it is a very tight uh, market there. And it came on the back of what we saw with the US inflation figure too. Well, and that being driven by energy prices, oil up around 10%, those prices in the States, which really drove uh, inflation higher there. We're seeing that here as well, the mm. effect, the inflationary effect of those energy prices. Interestingly, too, also I saw today, um, Juliet as well, iron ore futures are probably explaining why, why Fortescue is going so yeah, high. And those other iron ore miners have done well today, are up at $120 a ton. Wow. Once again, I mean, you know, no one was really forecasting where this was going either because of that weakness we're seeing in China at the moment. Yeah, and there was a call, I think Goldman Sachs just less than a month ago saying they actually thought that you might see a bear market for iron ore. So it's really interesting to see that ratchet higher that is certainly propelling the, the iron ore miners. Uh, Speaking of propelling, uh, Maya sales soaring and they were actually at their highest level since 2005. We love a bit of a retail story, what it's telling us about the consumer, particularly amidst uh, what we're seeing in terms of wages pressure and the jobs market. Are we continuing to spend? Well, certainly at least there was some upside for Maya. Although the company 
warning about uh, headwinds, uh, particularly given the weakness in the economy, and we're seeing that with discretionary spending. So that's yeah. obviously a warning sign for, well, not just Maya, but we're seeing that with, uh, with those retailers across the board. Yeah, let's have a look at sectors. Uh, we mentioned some of the moves in, in mining players, and it certainly was a positive session for most of them. South 32, they're trading ex-div, so that's why it's weaker. And then, of course, that ratchet high in iron ore, certainly seeing uh, Fortescue looking um, a very attractive, above $20 a barrel. And uh, NAB leaving Hong Kong, trying to work out when we look at the banking space, what that means for the China picture pulling out, but then also saying, look, it actually sees it's uh, more, I guess, customer hub preferred base in the likes of Tokyo and Singapore. Well, and we look at the share price there um, amongst the the highest. Um, I guess also you look at the market, investors looking for uh, companies to be cutting costs in this current mm. environment. So it's clearly what NAB's doing right now. Okay, let's get to the retailers. We mentioned what we saw with Maya, but having a look at some of the others, a bit of a mixed picture there. Harvey Norman was down by around half of 1%. West Farmers off slightly. Uh, let's have a look at what else we saw in the retail space. Uh, La Visa unchanged. Uh, Nick Scarly there up by about seven tenths of 1%. And uh, of course, there were some ex-div stocks as well. Not as many as what we had seen uh, in the earlier part of... Well, I think it's going to ramp up next week. And then the week after that, I think we're going to get the most, in fact, oh, okay. just in terms of... Uh, the last week of the, September. The value there. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a look at those ones that went ex-div today, see how they did perform. Uh, look, obviously, we normally expect them to, to drop. And that was certainly the case with Austal. Uh, seven group, the outlier there, did manage in the green, but pretty much flat for seven, while the others obviously fell away. All right. So we also had some broker moves out today. Uh, we had analysts at Morningstar maintaining their fair value estimate of 310 for Mervac Group. They see a reasonable annual sales volume for Mervac's 10-year forecast period. They're upbeat on the group's retail and industry property portfolios. Mervac Group has risen around 7.5% this year. All right. Uh, meanwhile, City has upgraded baby bunting to buy from Neutral with a price target of $2.20 a share. The analysts seeing a better than expected trading update for the baby goods retailer as a potential catalyst to move the stock higher. City expecting the company's like-for-like sales to improve in the first six weeks of this financial year. And baby bunting has shed close to 30% of its share value over that time. And uh, yeah, Morningstar saying CSR outperforming the broader market with its total returns to shareholders from the start of the new financial year, reaching almost 30% of its profitability. Morningstar saying CSR has provided robust earnings despite cyclical headwinds in the housing sector. The analysts maintaining their fair value estimate of 550 a share and the stock of the day today. Was Maya, mm. which we have spoken about. Let's... It was a really mixed result for Mm -hmm. Maya today. Um, But again, on the outlook front, we want to see retailers who have some sort of certainty and Maya definitely didn't provide that today. So I've gone with a hold because it is is a strong company and it has a proven track record over history in Australia. Um, It's a strong uh, defensive retailer in the long term. But yeah, at the moment, it's a hold rating just because they're cautious on it. In this case, you'd you'd rather follow the uh, smart money here with the Solomon Lou. Obviously, knows the sector quite well if you want exposure to that sector. Um, You know, follow his trades. And and what he's looking to do is accumulate a portion of uh, Maya, but also he's looking to spin off his other high growth assets as well. So I think uh, actually picking up PMV uh, is a better way to play getting exposure to Maya um, from a risk 
point of view. Uh, you obviously got more diversification there to that one company, um, but also I think it does have more upside with that potential demergers. So there we go, that's the view of Joshua Barker from Macro and Grady Wolf there uh, from Bell Direct, uh, their view of my, I mean, obviously, Juliet, a really difficult space, uh, mm. retailers. Pretty mixed though, because a lot of the analysts I've been speaking to um, recently have, again, it's another one of those sectors that surprised them. Mm. Some of the resilience we're seeing, uh, particularly, I guess, in those more blue chip stocks, uh, you yeah. know, the likes of uh, Harvey Norman, uh, JB Hi-Fi, mm. West Farmers. How much of that peters out, though, when potentially some of the savings people have hoarded from COVID when we weren't spending peters out because of the higher living costs of rents rising, electricity and energy prices rising too? Because I think there has been some interesting anecdotal evidence that we still had savings and a lot of people are still kind of living off those. But mm. when they dry out due to the higher costs, higher rates, that's when you start to see the concern. Well, in fact, we're seeing those savings rates now being uh, eroded quite rapidly, not surprising given cost of living and where those interest rates are at mm. at the moment. So, yeah, that, and as Myers pointed it out too, in terms of its uh, its guidance there of those headwinds, yep. uh, that, uh, that discretionary spend, I don't know about you, but... Um, well, so I've in my done... family, I'm saying to the kids, stop spending money on clothes. Well, you know, I've been the biggest contributor to the economy because I've just moved back from overseas. And, yeah. you know, living, as you would know, have, when you've been abroad, y you rent an apartment in Asia. You get all your white goods included in your rent. You come back here, I'm like, oh, gosh, I have to buy a fridge, a washing machine. Uh, what else did I have to buy? Uh, a dryer, you know, all a heater, right. all of these things. Well, we know why I've uh, yeah, exactly. and the it's, it's all, done It's well, all me. It's yeah. all me. And... Um, <laughs> Um, my savings definitely eroding too. All right, let's have a look at, at the market leaders and laggards. Uh, okay, let's have a look at some of the leaders and laggards in the session uh, in terms of what we've been seeing on the upside. Fortescue Metals Group, we're talking about there, very much impacted by that higher iron ore price. Again, of 4.4%, $20.46. Look, it's interesting with Fortescue because, uh, you know, it had been sort of trying to hold above that $20 level and then it had been pushed down and didn't seem to be able to break through. Mm. Is the next kind of resistance for Fortescue maybe back to that $21, uh, level, particularly if, as you say, we've been seeing that that ratchet higher in iron ore, what, 120 a tonne? Well, and that is reflected by that top five there with Coronado, Fortescue champion, all in that iron ore space, so doing very well today. Also, interestingly, you see Paladin there, the uh, uranium miners doing very well yes. today. That's on speculation. I think it was a note out today. I was trying to remember uh, from where that's come from, but uh, just in terms of what is forecast for the next, well, till the end of this decade, in terms of demand for uranium, this we're seeing this at a political level too in many countries where they're now, uh, as part of that energy transition, that um, the nuclear... Uh, energy is very much a part of that mix now. Yeah. All right. Let's get now to the laggards, the stocks that were under pressure today. A couple of those, I think, were ex-div as well. Uh, Spark New Zealand was off by around 4%. Fletcher Building uh, down by about 4.9%. Hard to really draw a common thread with uh, a lot of these players. Sayonara Mining, of course, such a, a small cap there. It was uh, down, well, I mean, you look at the cent thing. How do you doubt 2.4% off zero cents? But, uh, of course, a, a small 
small, small move in a small cap uh, movement there, 2.4%. Telex Pharmaceuticals is an interesting one. We were talking about how many sort of broker upgrade recommendations it received after its results. Uh, no real news on that one. But yeah, what are you Fletch, at Fletcher, Fletcher? Uh, did go mm. ex-div, so that's part of the explanation there because, once again, that's one of those sectors that are surprised too. Uh, we've seen that with uh, James Hardy, mm. uh, particularly with its business in the States, proved to be very resilient, made some sort of a comeback there too, so more broadly in the building space, which, you know, Juliet, I did find surprising because, once again, it's that story about what we're spending our money on, Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that is a discretionary so spending, isn't it? Particularly if you're choosing to build or particularly renovate a home. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's not a great time you would have thought to be doing that right no, now. No, and you saw that reflected uh, in some of the front-running firm, uh, the likes of Bunnings as well. All right, let's have a quick look at the small cap leaders and laggards as well. Brockman Mining up by almost 21%. Alligator Energy up 14%. Archer Materials was up by 12%. And of course, you know, in terms of what we are looking forward to, uh, these are some of the laggards too. Empire Energy down 7%. Metro Mining was was down by 6.4% in the small cap space. Uh, it is about the ECB, Andrew. Yeah, very much so. Uh, once again, some seeing this as a 50-50 decision. Uh, expectation, I think, on the whole, that they will lift rates again by 25 basis points. But you only have to look at the recent data out of the Eurozone at the moment to see the weaknesses there. Uh, case in point being Germany, mm. uh, now being referred to as the sick, sick man, man of Europe. <laughs> yeah. um, gee whiz, if, if Germany's struggling, they can only expect the others are going to follow suit there. And a yeah. lot of that, of course, is also, also tied to what we're seeing in China because mm. uh, of the, the strong trade links there, particularly between uh, Germany and China. Uh, so Germany's struggling to sell uh, its exports into China at the moment, and that is proving to be a drag. Um, so it's going to be fascinating to see how the ECB frames this. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we are going to see as well some clear movement in terms of what you see with the Euro uh, US as well, if there is some bearish developments ahead of that uh, meeting. And uh, some movement too in terms of just reading what Awanda had said, that a rotation could be interesting in the pound versus the dollar if we see that uh, sell-off signal. Since July, that's been a bullish retracement when you look at uh, what the ECB is is doing in terms of also the moves from the Bank of England. The US producer prices, US retail sales also coming through and uh, US jobless claims, those weekly numbers. Yeah, retail sales will be interesting out of the States. So once again, it goes back to that question of uh, consumers, just how well they're holding up at the moment. Jobless claims, they have once again proved resilient. Uh, so that is a weekly read. Be interesting to see how that pans out and whether we're seeing any further signs of weakness in the tight US jobs market. Mm. Let's move to what's ahead for us tomorrow. Um, and uh, well, we've got those ASS index changes. Mm. So that's quite interesting. Of course, the China data dump is always one to watch too and, and will show us a, a little bit of a, a move into how the overall Chinese uh, economy is faring and whether or not more stimulus change are needed. But in terms of this movement for the ASX 200, it is that time of year where we see a rebalancing of the S&P ASX 200 and there are going to be six stocks kicked out and of course some coming in. So data three is coming in. Uh, Genesis Minerals, which is a gold stock, is coming in. And also uh, the, the meme stock, Weebit Nano, coming mm. in. And as, as amongst those being kicked out here uh, are some of the other stocks that we've been keeping an eye on. Yep. Uh, it's uh, Abacus Group, uh, storage, Abacus Storage, uh, Imugene, 
Lake Resources and uh, Sarah Resources, which has been a lot in the news a lot, and it's uh, it has been uh, suffering certainly in terms of the share price. So um, as a result, it's out. Yeah, and actually, interesting. Sorry, I said six are leaving and five. I did say six are coming into. Actually, five are only entering because we've actually had two hundred and one shares in the ASX two hundred since Abacus Group spun off its storage king business. So six out, five in. That's right. a pretty tough. It's a bit like Love Island, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's harsh. It's brutal, but it's uh, it's real. Uh, well, we should have been referring to it as the ASX two hundred and one, shouldn't we? Really? Yes, indeed. Yeah. You have been chosen. All right. That is it for us. We will be back, of course, tomorrow and uh, you can catch up on all of the content on our platform of biz.com.au or, of course, listen to our podcast as well. Yeah, in the meantime, have a great evening. We'll do it all again tomorrow. See you then. See you then. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.